On today's episode of the Keto Camp Podcast, we take a deep dive into reversing Crohn's and colitis with Dane Johnson. See, beforehand, it was never my fault. And because it wasn't my fault, it wasn't my responsibility. I was a victim. What happens to us, Ben, when we're smacked or punched? We cry and our parents take care of it and they go fix it because we don't fix it because it's not our fault. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Daddy will go fix it. Mommy will go fix it. Or even the school system or the police. Go. They did something. They hurt me. We never have to be responsible for things that happen to us that are not our fault. So when I was young, I was angry, resentful. I was spiteful towards God. I was spiteful at my parents that they couldn't figure it out or they couldn't write a check to help me figure it out. And I was spiteful for the doctors because they couldn't figure it out. Even in our society, it's not our responsibility. It's the doctors. I'm not a doctor, right? How many of us have felt like this? How many of our family members have said that? I'm not a doctor. I got to take the medication. I got to do this. I got to do that. There's no self-empowerment. We're in the awakening age of self-empowerment. When do we give up? One of the biggest mistakes we made as a society is giving up all of the power that it's someone else's responsibility to make us wealthy. It's our 401k, it's our CFA, it's our nutritionist, it's our doctor, it's the school system. No, that's the thing is I finally woke up and I just had so much pain. Like pain, like just so much pain. Walked into my house and something snapped at me and I said, that's it, that's it, I'm done. I am done being the victim. I am not leaving this house until I have a plan to get my freedom back. I don't care what I have to eat. I don't care what I have to do. I don't care about going to the club and meeting friends. I don't care about my the, the dating life scene. None of it. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you for pressing play today. Today's episode, whoa, what a story you're about to hear from Dane Johnson. The man was struggling so much with his health at an early age as well. He's going to open up about his battle, which seemingly this incurable disease and what he did to overcome it and heal his Crohn's, his colitis, his issues he was having with his health. So we'll start the conversation out with this story, and you might want to grab some tissues because you might cry. It is such an incredible journey, a pain to purpose, to promise journey he's going to share with you. And then, of course, we talk about the importance of having the right mindset for healing your body. We'll talk about the body's ability to heal itself. We'll discuss things like low stomach acid being a problem, some ways to raise stomach acid. He'll talk about digestive enzymes, ox bile. He loves tudka for bile flow. 
We'll talk about testing for food sensitivities. They're taking the right supplements and how you can eat the way you want to eat and why it should, nutrition should be individualized and how to identify the right foods for you. We'll talk about some hidden sources of Crohn's and colitis like fungal mold and a viral load. I was part of his story. He's going to share the different dietary approaches he followed to help heal his Crohn's and colitis and so much more. If you know anybody who's suffering with IBS, IBD, Crohn's, colitis, please consider sharing this episode with them. Dane and his company is on a mission to help these individuals overcome so they don't have to suffer and be in pain like he was. He's going to talk about his program and some of the work he does. We're going to drop a link down below if you want to learn more as well. So I am so excited to share Dane with you in a minute. Before I do, I want to get to today's Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from DR, titled Keto Camp. The recent podcast with Dr. Mindy Pels has been one of my favorites. You give such great information yourself and with your guests. The learning is endless. Thank you so much, DR. I appreciate you. I'm glad you enjoyed the interviews we've done with the amazing Dr. Mindy Pels. We love Dr. Mindy Pels. She's been on the show many, many times before. And you're right, the learning is endless. We're going to continue learning, unlearning, relearning, and sharing along the way with you several times per week. So thanks for showing up. We'll continue showing up for you as well. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet, please do so on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast you're listening from. And maybe I'll read your review on the next episode. Without further ado, here's Dane Johnson. Dane is a board-certified nutritionist with an expertise in Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. To date, he has the most testimonies in the world for reversing IBD symptoms. His international team of coaches work with roughly 100-plus cases per week. All CCL coaches have reversed their own symptoms of either Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, using the SHIELD program. You're going to learn more about a SHIELD program. We have a link down below for you as well. Here's Dane Johnson. Dane Johnson. Hey, brother. Welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. I'm so, so grateful to be here. This is, this, is, this is amazing. It is amazing. And you've got such an incredible story, my friend. Oh, my gosh. Talk about pain to purpose to promise. Like, that is exactly what you've gone through. And I, first of all, let's give a shout out to Aaron Smith who connected us, the wonderful Aaron Smith. We appreciate you so much. That you Aaron, I love connector. you. She yeah. has been life-changing for me. She's amazing. She is. Um, but let's rewind, right? You were a model, an actor, and you started to really decline with your health. Go, let's go back to that time of your life and some of the things you started noticing with symptoms and how it progressed and also interfered with your job, but also your day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big thing. And, and, you know, for everyone out there who, who doesn't know, I was, I was diagnosed with what's considered an incurable disease first, also of colitis, then Crohn's disease, and then also of colitis. The doctors didn't really know what it was. So I started calling it Crohn's colitis. And this was at Mayo Clinic, UCLA, Cedar sinai You know, I lived in Los Angeles and I was lucky enough. I mean, I'm a kid from the, a small town you know, small town kid from the sticks. And I took a one-way flight out to California just to pursue another life, you know, and I just got bestowed the blessing of being able to be in a few commercials and a few movies and, and take pictures of, you know, like a lot of stuff like UGG and 
Nautica or Patagonia, like a lot of good family friendly stuff that I felt really was high integrity and, and it kind of fit what I wanted to do. And, and it allowed me to travel the world. And I was just, I was a young kid. So it was, it was a huge blessing in my life. But then all of a sudden it, it just the irony of it, I got super, super sick. And I was first diagnosed with ulcerative colitis um, in 2011. My first symptoms were 2008 or nine, where I started seeing blood in the stool. It, it completely just changed my life and what was possible. So, you know, for the, something that's really important in, the, in, in my story, which I want, I hope it changes everyone's life today. I hope this is, I know, you know, this is about you. So I hope my story is, is something that you can reflect and grow from. But I never wanted to do natural medicine. I was just a kid who said, if I just do good things and work out, I'll be okay. Everything will be fine. You know, disease didn't run in my family a lot. I didn't know about it. We didn't know about eating clean. I had macaroni and cheese, McDonald's, Papa John's, Subway. That's how I grew up. As long as I didn't have a belly, I wasn't worried about it. And I always thought I'd just run it off. Like, yeah, I'll eat this thousand calorie double, double quarter pounder with, with a Coca-Cola and a large fry, try to put weight on for football season, and then I'll go run it off, right? That was the idea. And then all of a sudden, my life started to take off and, and God really gave me this big blessing. And then at the same time, I'm seeing blood in the stool, cramping, urgency, diarrhea. I'm pooping my pants. I mean, just shameful, shameful things. At the same time, I'm supposed to be this cool guy. Like Ben, I'm supposed to be Mr. Magazine, Mr. Shirt Off, Mr. Guy right? Selling stuff, sell these clothes, sell these things, you know, these eight companies would hire me for. And I just felt like a two-faced person. And I didn't know what to do about it. For me, it wasn't my fault. Why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? It's not my fault. I didn't do anything to deserve this. I didn't smoke cigs for 40 years. Why am I sick? I can't leave the house. I go to the doctor. There's nothing, you know, it's incurable. It's, they put me on prednisone and then uh, a form of mesalamine. And it helped, but then it stopped helping and then it would help and then it stopped helping and it would help. It was this vicious cycle where I was just stuck in a sea of, am I going to be okay today while I'm trying to continue this life? Because it wasn't just so much about the modeling, like the Zoolander stuff, right? It was, I had a new life in California. I had, I got out. I got, I got out of the race. I, before that I was doing a nine to five office job which it was, I was commuting an hour there and back every day from my mom's house in Washington, DC. I had gotten out. I took a gamble. I said, I'm going to quit my job at 23 years old with 5,000 bucks to my name, $40,000 in student loans. And I'm going to wow. go and just be a waiter. I got fired from my first waiter job, by the way, after they offered me a raise to stay in DC. So I got offered a raise, like, hey, Daniel, you're doing a great job. We want you to stay here and keep working here. No, thanks. I'm going to go try my luck in California. You're fired. <laughs> why did you get fired? Because it was very hard. I didn't know wines. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. wines and steaks. And it was hard to pair them. And I couldn't say the sentences the way they wanted to. <laughs> and it. they let me go. I just remember laughing. Like, uh, it just worked so hard. I got my college degree. I had this big boy job in D.C. And then I, I left it. And then I got fired from okay, the Rusty Pelican in Newport Beach, California. Rusty Pelican. I, I still go there sometimes. I'll go there with my wife and I'll say, you know, I was fired. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a fun little thing, a fun little thing we have because it is a fantastic restaurant. Well, when you left DC, Virginia, DC, and you left this job, you went to school, you got this job and you took a risk. 
was your mom telling you, what are you doing? Were your friends and peers telling you, what are you doing? You're crazy. Like what kind of, did you get any backlash from making that decision? Not really. I think a lot like my mom, especially who was a big voice in my life was a big proponent of, of dream big, go after it, do it while you're young, do it before you have kids and you get married. So she really helped me do that. And I have, I have 20 stories where people go, what? But even my ability to be here now and be able to do what I did with Crohn's and colitis and try to be a voice for everyone out there who's suffering right now, where I want to make this about you and give you those huge aha moments. That's my point of being here today. I want to serve you and build integrity with you and make this one of the best things you've ever listened to. I want me and Ben to come in here and really change lives is it was that voice of you go for it. Shoot. Even if it doesn't work, you can get up and try again. You can do it. It's okay. You don't have to be a genius. It's possible. And so that even took a big place where when I came to California, I moved in with a random person. I eventually found my way to living with a guy I used to go to college with who also moved to California from South Carolina. So it's almost like the universe helped me find my way. And that experience also helped me when I started getting severe ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease because I didn't know what to do. The drugs weren't working. So on the experience over the next five years of being diagnosed or having those problems, it just got worse and worse and worse until it was life-threatening when I was 26. So I nearly died December 14th, 2014, December 4th, I'm sorry, December 4th, 2014 in the hospital. My whole family flew in and I was on TPN feeding tube. I was on 200 milligrams of infused prednisone. I was on three grams of Dilaudid, which is what you give to someone who's extremely sick, that amount of Dilaudid, seven times stronger than morphine. I was on Ambient and I was on uh, two or three different forms of antibiotics and I was still dying and no one could figure it out. And all that suffering can create a superpower in us. And that's really the message for today and what's possible. It's not that I was the biggest, smartest brainiac or even a scholar going through what I went through, but I got put into a corner where I had to crawl, then crawl with bleeding nails out. I went to every doctor and they said, I'd failed Intivio, I failed Remicade, Prednisone wasn't working. I was on 60 milligrams of prednisone on and off for four years. I was taking mesalamine, not effective. It was the point where you got to get your colon removed. You got to be on the drugs for the rest of your life. You probably need to file for disability. You need to move back to Virginia with your parents because you can't afford to be out here. And then what's going to happen to my career? I mean, God had blessed me with this ability to work and do very great family-friendly type of commercials. I started, I, I shot a few movies, small budget stuff, and then modeling shoots. And I was traveling around the world. I mean, companies were flying me to Sweden, Germany, and, and Miami and New York. And I was just a kid from the sticks. What did I do to deserve this? You know, and I had built it. No one found me in a mall. I, no one, I, I didn't give them the pucker up face in the middle of uh, a mall and someone said, we're going to choose you. I built it. I moved out and I, I went for it and I shot for it. I just happened to be a, you know, a right height, the right size and, and learned how to look, you know, be in shape and do the right things. And, and I was able to connect with clients because I had gone through things in life. I just wasn't just a face or something like this. And so I also had sales experience and a lot of stuff. And so I knew how to build tenor and all that mattered when it came to the Crohn's and colitis. But you know, for everyone out there who's listening, I know what it's like when you, your doctor comes in and says, you have an incurable disease, you're going to have this for the rest of your life. It's like, well, is there anything I can do about this? Well, we have these biologics, we have immunomodulators, 6MP, azathioprine, imurin, we have mesalamine, we have steroids, so we can try to control it, but you'll be dealing with this for the rest of your life. Well, does diet matter? I feel like if I eat things that are bad for me, it, it matters. No. 
no, diet does not affect this disease. And that's not just one doctor. That was all my doctors. And these are really like credible hospitals, well-known hospitals. They're the, they're the biggest. To. We were flying the to the, the best. Yeah, yeah, they're the best of the best. And and I get what they were saying to the doc to, to 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 defend the doctor in that moment. They were saying that changing your diet will not cure the disease. That's a whole debate we could get into. Maybe we'll take that into another time when we talk about cure and remission. One thing, just to get your brain working, give you a little nugget. I'd ask all the viewers right now: Can you cure the flu? Mm-hmm. Can you cure a headache, a bad day? Name me one thing in this world that you can actually cure. Mm-hmm. Ben, can you name anything right now? Just name one thing in the world that you can cure. No, I wouldn't use the word cure. Okay, so there's a lot of fear in that, that sentence, a lot of fear in that idea, but that's what was bestowed. I have an incurable disease. Do you know what kind of trauma that does to a young person? All my parents out there with kids right now suffering or all my young people who are feeling like they're losing their life, they're losing their youth. You can't go to college. You can't get married the one way you get married. You can't go somewhere without knowing where the bathroom is. It's hard to even date. You don't know how to explain it to anyone. Some people think you're crazy. People don't even know what it is. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you can't eat like everyone else is eating. You know that you're feeling worse when you eat that way. You're getting gassy, bloaty, blood in the stool, urgency, cramping. Or maybe you're just constipated And you don't even have those classic symptoms that some people with IBD resonate with. And you're feeling lost, like this is like some ghost disease. I lived that. I lived it day and night. It took over my life. I I felt that pain every day and there was no way to get out. My mom had already written a check. The doctor had already given me every drug they could. I already went to different doctors and I was trying the diets. It wasn't like I was sitting back. My mom was actually the one after the medications weren't working. It was my own mother who was saying, you need to go gluten-free. Do you think I was willing to go gluten-free? <laughs> no chance. That's all I grew up on. So anyone out there who also saying, I can't do these diets, whether it's Crohn's or any disease saying, I can't do keto. I can't do intermittent fasting. I can't get rid of gluten. I, there's no organic around me. We, I'm gonna, we're going to shift that whole experience. I'm going to show you how I shifted it because- I never was interested in natural medicine. There was no way I was going to go gluten-free for a predominant amount of my life. Everything I ate was about convenience. I worked at Papa John's Pizza. I worked there for four years. I did the cashier. I made the pizzas. I did the oven and I did delivery. What do you think I was eating? What do you think my friends were eating? We were from Virginia. What do you think we were eating after school every day in college? What we were drinking beer. We were having pizzas. We were going to the local place and getting a a fried chicken wrap. I I wasn't ready when I was young for this. I think our world wasn't ready for this. You know, it was like I grew up on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was my favorite show. (laughs) Pizza, dude. Let's go, man. I mean, it was just every energetic good vibration in my life was attached to poor eating. Halloween. Every birthday, my parents would buy me a bag of gummy bears because I loved them. That was my thing. I loved gummy bears. Kit Kat bars, Doritos. Oh, I loved them. And so I'm not coming at this from a point of, I read the research and this is what the research says. I'm coming from, I lived this day and night and I failed. I did not get results quickly. Diets did not work for me quickly at all. Natural medicine did not work for me quickly at all. Medications didn't work for me. I felt completely lost. It was like only the 1% could even understand what I was going through. And only the 1% could get the results I was reading in the books because 15 years ago, it was really just the books like Jordan Rubin's book or Elaine Godshaw, Breaking the Vicious Cycle, 
and, you know, maybe even David Klein's Fruitarian Diet. These were some of the books that were kind of out there. There wasn't that much. Jeannie Patel, Listen to Your Gut, who became a, a mentor and a, and a partner of mine. And so it just, I was lost. And I just, every time I looked at a solution, it was like only 1% of people can do this. And I fell into a depression. And because it, it wasn't just happening for one month or three months, this was happening pretty bad for about four years. And it was at the four year mark that it became life-threatening. And I don't say that lightly. I don't like to throw around this term like, oh, I died, like almost died. I really almost did die. My family flew in. They all flew in because they didn't know what to do. They stayed with me day and night. When I went to the bathroom, it felt like I was pooping glass. I had to have the shame of watching how my mom put a pan under my butt so I could poop out blood and she could do that 20 times a day while she slept on the ground oh at the gosh. hospital. While my insurance as, a, as an actor and model told me they wouldn't cover my drugs as I'm looking at potentially a $100,000 bill and just praying that they could help me out because I couldn't even work. And then, you know, watching my parents throw, we threw about $30,000 at natural medicine and we didn't get any results. Was it their fault? No, I'll teach you what was at fault. Who was at fault? Me. My parents spent their 30 grand and it didn't get results because I wasn't ready. So for years I failed. That's one of the biggest things. I don't want to come in here and say, I, and get you the feeling that it's just this magic secret. Can I get you results 10 times quicker than I got? A hundred percent. I'm absolutely confident. You know, I see people get results in like two or three weeks sometimes. And I always laugh and I always go, do you know how long it took me to get where you are? <laughs> do you know how long it took me to know what you know and do what you did? Years. Years. You are blessed. We need to realize when we're blessed. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my story and what changed and how I got the catalyst and how I finally got results. So years and years, I'm sick, bloody bowel movements, can't control my bowel movements. I mean, and I like to say a little shameful things here, Ben, because I know there's people listening who are going through it who are too scared to say it. And I want to show you the power of saying it out loud to thousands of people. I lost control of my bowel movements on a date once, all the time in my, in my car. I lost control on set, getting paid like thousands of dollars a day to be there and thousands of dollars of clothes on an island. We were shooting a commercial once. They literally have cameras rolling and I'm run. It's like midnight. We're trying to shoot this commercial. I'm literally running into the woods. They're like, dang, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I didn't have to throw up. Wow. Do you know how much shame I felt? I was, I felt like two different people. It's, it's stirring up on me if you can't feel it right now. I mean, I just so angry and depressed and upset. Like, how could God do this to me? What did I do to deserve this? I, I'm a good person. I didn't do anything bad. I, I wasn't doing a bunch of drugs and abusing my body. I was an athlete. I worked out every day. I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't think I ate that bad. I ate American food. I ate what all my friends were eating and they weren't getting this problem. I was just angry. And that's when everything changed. And I want everyone who's listening to this, maybe pause, get a pen and paper and write this down if you're ex relating with me. Even if you're dealing with rheumatoid arthritis or Lyme disease, or you're dealing with uh, multiple sclerosis or even IBS or anything right now, the big change that really changed in, in my healing process is I finally took responsibility. See, beforehand, it was never my fault. And because it wasn't my fault, it wasn't my responsibility. I was a victim. What happens to us, Ben, when we're smacked or punched? We cry and our parents take care of it and they go fix it because we don't fix it because it's not our fault. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Daddy will go fix it. Mommy will go fix it. Or even the school system or the police go, they did something. They hurt me. We never have to be responsible for things that happen to us that are not our fault. So when I was young, I was angry, resentful, 
I was spiteful towards God. I was spiteful at my parents that they couldn't figure it out or they couldn't write a check to help me figure it out. And I was spiteful for the doctors because they couldn't figure it out. Even in our society, it's not our responsibility. It's the doctors. I'm not a doctor, right? How many of us have felt like this? How many of our family members have said that? I'm not a doctor. So many. I got to take the medication. I got to do this. I got to do that. There's no self-empowerment. We're in the awakening age of self-empowerment. When do we give up? But one of the biggest mistakes we made as a society is giving up all of the power that it's someone else's responsibility to make us wealthy. It's our 401k, it's our CFA, it's our nutritionist, it's our doctor, it's the school system. No, that's the thing is I finally woke up and I just had so much pain. Like pain, like just so much pain. Walked into my house and something snapped at me and I said, that's it, that's it, I'm done. I am done being the victim. I am not leaving this house until I have a plan to get my freedom back. I don't care what I have to eat. I don't care what I have to do. I don't care about going to the club and meeting friends. I don't care about my, the dating life scene. None of it. I'm done. And you know what else I got done with, which was really hard. I had to meditate on this. Listen to me, guys. I got done being miserable. I got as disciplined as I had ever been and as happy as I had been in a long time at the exact same time. Here's the phenomenon. We try to get healthy and it makes us miserable. I can't do the keto. I can't do the intermittent fasting. I can't eat gluten-free. Oh my God, I miss my Cheetos. I miss my popcorn. Oh, miserable trying to get healthy. Then when you're happy, you're abusing your body because everything in our society tells us that when you're happy, we're drinking alcohol. We're eating late night food. We're having the best time with our friends. These are the moments we're going to remember. And all the moments we're going to remember is when we're poisoning ourselves. We actually attribute poisoning ourselves to celebration. So it's locked into ourselves. When we're happy, we're completely unhealthy. And when we're trying to be healthy, we're completely miserable. And that was my scenario. Every time I tried a diet, Crohn's colitis diet, I was miserable. I had to eat bone broth or I had to have congee or I had to have like none of this and none of that or chicken and chicken and white rice for the rest of my life or I'm fasting and I'm starving and I'm at home and I can't go to the restaurants and there's a birthday party and I can't partake in anything. I was miserable. And something changed in me and I got happy and healthy at the same time. Here's the big shift that happened. I started realizing that everything I was doing for my health was an investment, not a sacrifice. When I was the victim, I had to sacrifice how I wanted to eat. I had to sacrifice what I wanted to do. So now I was going to make an investment because I would rather be free and feel good than poison myself. And then eventually I started realizing that everything that was going to heal Crohn's colitis was actually going to make me the best version of myself. Ben, right now and today, the way you eat is not out of the fear of disease. It's out of the power of what it creates as a possibility in your dreams. You desire what you do. You do not fear what you do. And that's the difference. A person who can't get in the gym fears the hard work. A person who's obsessed with the gym and desires going, looks, they desire it. We have to turn that fear into desire. This was a day, a day in my life. First of all, my whole house got cleaned. First thing I did when I decided I was going to heal myself, there was no longer a messy house. Second thing, I was no longer going to live in my pajamas. Only sick people live in their pajamas, folks. Right now, go shave, go shower, go get your hair cut right now in this. Okay, that's your first to-do list. Go clean your house, clean your room. So all of a sudden, my room's clean. My house is immaculately clean. I'm dressed for the day, even if I'm not even leaving because I'm too sick to leave, okay? And mind you, I was housebound for one year. Wow. When I nearly died, I had to relearn how to walk. 
I had to relearn how to walk because I had such muscle atrophy that I could not flex my legs or move. I couldn't walk upstairs. I dropped to 122 pounds from 185 pounds. I'm 62. Wow. Okay. And I had to, I was on a feeding tube. I had to even start with small foods again. I had to get myself off the steroids. I had psychotic breakdowns, real psychotic breakdowns. You were, you were, uh, talking to your a twin sister you never had before. And it was my mom who told me I was doing that. I don't even remember it. Ben, I don't even remember it. It's wild. I mean, you'd be on that kind of drugs. You have no idea what's going on. I know I was in the hospital for four weeks. Right now, as I think back, I just have flashes. I remember feelings. I remember my ex-girlfriend who came in to visit me after I had broken up with her and I broke both of our hearts because she was so important for me in the Crohn's colitis experience. She was always there for me and she didn't blink an eye through all that shame. I didn't feel like we were going to get married. I didn't feel like it was, we were together for like three years and I broke it off with her and I did something. I don't know how much I want to say, but little things I did, I was 25 years old. I broke it off. We were completely gone and I met another girl and I slept with another woman. And then I'm stuck in the hospital fighting for my life. My mom calls her and she comes. She comes and she takes care of me after I hurt her. I mean, that like, you know, even now it's painful because that's how much I needed her and I needed my mom and I needed to even survive. And so when I got, when I went housebound for a year and I decided to go on this journey and all these things, if I'm giving you aha moments and I'm helping you shift your life, it's because of that pain. It's because of, I got backed into a corner. There was nothing else I could do. So my whole job, 50 hours a week, six hours a week was just learning how to get healthy, which means I need to get balanced in my mind. I need to get balanced in my daily routine and not get overwhelmed because if you're failing with the way you're eating, it's because you're out of balance. You're doing it and then you have to give up on it. You're doing it and you have to give up on it. You're doing it and you're getting all, it's, you're not in balance with it. And so I'll talk more about that as we go, but I had to get in balance. So while I'm eating, I got more strict with everything I did. So I'm going to get dressed for the day every day. I'm going to clean my house every day. I'm going to get into a made bed. I'm going to do my laundry. Everything's going to be done. I'm only going to eat what I cooked. That's how convicted. See, that's not hard to do. When you get conviction, everyone, when you get true conviction, you will create, you will create your answers. You will become resourceful. Even when you feel that there's limited resources, I'll repeat that. You will get convicted and be resourceful. Even when there's limited resources. That is what that is something that ignites in the human body. That's how we live through the ice age. That's how we live through the winters, the famines. And it's something switched in me. And I just got creative. I macheted up a bunch of paper and I got safety pins and I run the front of it 40 days and 40 nights. I was so overwhelmed with trying to live a certain way that I said, I'm not gonna do it forever. I'm gonna do it for 40 days and 40 nights. And I named it 40 days and 40 nights because of that funny Josh, Josh Hartnett movie where he was absent for 40 days and 40 nights. So I, I needily, creatively wanted to make it fun. Turned it into a game. I love it. Yeah, you turned it a joke. It was a joke. Like, because when I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do this. Okay, 40 <laughs> days and 40 nights. You know, it was already funny, you know? And the next thing I did is I started praying. Why? Why did I pray? I wasn't willing to pray before. Because prayer can only help me. It cannot hurt me. Here's one of the rules I came up with when I was really sick. I'm going to practice and be dedicated to things that can only help me and they cannot hurt me. Making my own food, can that hurt me? Nope. Can praying and saying your purpose, pray to God morning and night, and I'm going to do prayer. I don't care, religious, leave all that alone. Just bring that energy up to a higher power. Manifest it. Use affirmations. 
I'm going to pray morning, every night. I'm going to journal. Can I be Dr. Dane twice a day, morning and night, five minutes? You're going to see patient Dane. All right, Dane, how'd you do? Well, you ate those Cheetos again and you uh, had to eat the chocolate donuts and then spit them out in the trash can because you're so addicted to sugar. I would write that stuff and, and about where I'm missing and I would diagnose myself because the, the writing would make it more fun and exciting and I'd laugh to myself and I would give myself my to-do list for the next day. Like what would a coach, what would a doctor, what would someone who's on my team? Because I didn't have a coach, guys. I didn't have the SHIELD program. I didn't have any of it. I was alone in California. My family lived 3,000 miles away. I was trying to keep a career afloat. You know, it was like, I was lost. And when, when I had to let go of the career, I, I mean, I didn't work for like a year. You know, and I had to figure out how I was going to make money. And, and honestly, it, it just, it came when it needed to come. You know, 23 and me during that time actually paid me to come to my house and film a day in the life of suffering of Crohn's colitis. Really? Yeah. If you look on YouTube and you go to 23 and me, Dane Johnson, you're going to see a short clip. I was 142 pounds there. And I want this to be really insightful that if you're struggling, you're out of hope, go watch that video because I'm not healed, but listen to my mind. You're going to see a part where 23andMe, they edited the whole thing, but they, there's a part where they, they see me cutting food in the kitchen. And I'm living in this tiny little house in Santa Monica. And I said, I'm tired of being sick. I'm done being sick. And I meant it. The thing that changed, Ben, was my mind. I got convicted. I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to be sick. And I'm going to run this company, the CEO of my health. I'm going to run this. I'm done suffering. But because of that, I also had built the superpower that I can help others. I've been in those shoes. I know what it takes. I'm an integrator. I'm a coach. I'm a visionary. I know what it's like to be stuck in a cage. It's stuck and nothing works. It's not some magic potion I did. So if you hear the things I did, a lot they weren't the secret diet. They weren't. All that stuff doesn't matter yet. I'm only going to eat what I cook. I'm going to pray morning and night. I'm going to listen to Bob Marley or something good every morning, listen to breakfast. I'm going to open up the windows. I'm going to let the sun in. One of the reasons I paid the taxes in California. I'm going to let that sun in and I'm going to put on that music. I want to love you. Right. I'm going to play that good music. I'm going to get myself into a good vibrational mental state. I'm going to send the right signals to my cells. I'm going to change the chemical balance of my day because I'm going to choose to feel good. I can feel bad. I can complain. I can be angry. I've been doing that for four years. Got me nowhere. I just got more sick. Nope, done with it. I'm just going to choose to wake up. I'm lonely right now. I can't work. My bank account's going to zero. <laughs> ah, whatever, I'm just going to, I'm getting healthy. I'm getting happy. And that's why I needed God in my life because I needed a higher power to not freak out. But then when I journaled and then I said, oh my God, it's been two weeks. Because I, how many of you guys out there, if you're really listening and resonating, here's one thing that's going to really help you. How many of you know what your symptoms were a week ago? You've actually measured your symptoms seven or 10 days ago. I bet almost none of you have. Yeah, most people don't do that. No, nobody measures it. Yeah, it's just, uh, you ask them, what are your symptoms? And it's like, they'll, they start thinking about it, but nobody's measuring it, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No one measures it. So seven, 12, 20 days, I, I journaled everything I did and I journaled and measured my symptoms for 186 days straight. And it was like a graph. It was like a stock market. It wasn't perfect every day. Up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. But then look at three months. Boom, 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 boom. And then I could, when my my scared, panicked, traumatized mother or father would call me to make sure I'm still alive, living in my house in California, I had something good to report. 
I had to stop. If I enrolled or told people sad, scary things, I would feel more traumatized, more scared, and more fearful. When I went through this journey, I realized truths of the universe. When you go through things, there's wisdom to be had. I believe there's almost more wisdom in experiencing and living more than just reading a book. Like reading a book is so powerful. It was hugely instrumental in my success, reading every day. But it was like going through it that I would have epiphanies and then meditating on what was happening to me. I realized that if I talked to a family member, I could hear their, their fear and their worry in their voice. And if I could make them feel better about how I'm doing, I felt better. Ben, does it make you feel good when your mom feels better about your safety? 100%. Universal epiphany, universal law, aha. I decided I just wanted to feel good. So I said, Ma, it's not that I still had blood. It was the fact that I was having less amount of blood. And my bowel movements went from 15 to eight. Now the trauma in me says I'm still having eight bowel movements, I'm still sick. But the optimism and the creation and manifestation of I'm gonna be okay and I'm I'm climbing this mountain and I'm gonna take back my life says, my symptoms are down 35%. Mm, Yeah, that's right. Mom, my symptoms are down 35%. Hallelujah. Thank God. I'm healing. It's happening. The amount of bowel movements I had this week was way less than three weeks ago. Or if I if I didn't see blood and then guys I got better and I didn't see blood for two weeks, it was a celebration that I didn't see blood for two weeks. Not that the blood came back. Now my mom's sleeping better. She's at more peace. And I am signaling to my cells, my body at all times that you're healing, you're good, you're safe, you're moving up while I'm doing the physical things. I'm eating specific, I'm eating organic, I'm I'm making sure the food's bioavailable, that it's not causing an inflammatory response. I'm working on specific colon healing therapies. I'm taking probiotics, I'm making my own foods, kefir, all this different stuff, right? So I'm doing all of it. If you're gonna get a great result, guys, you gotta, it's all of it combined. Don't leave any of it. So when I was so desperate, Brian, when I was so, when I was so stuck and injured and hurt, it was like, that's what's changed. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. I'm gonna combine it all. I'm gonna make sure my mom gets happy and healthy in this scenario. Me and, and the thing I have to say, me, I was angry at my dad for years for reasons that are beyond this podcast, but I was really angry at my dad. The moment I started healing is also the same time I forgave my father. Sick. Ironic? I don't care. I got the results. That's all I care about. Me and my dad became close again. You did? You and your dad became close again? Yeah. I called him up. And you know, the funny thing is I took, I took accountability, Mm -hmm. extreme ownership. When something happened, all of a sudden, the reason I'm sick, it's on me. What am I going to do about it? The reason me and my dad aren't talking See, in the past, I was angry because he's the father and he should do A, A, B, and C, not the son. I want him to do it. And I woke up and I said, you know what? That's not serving me. Forget what he should do. What am I going to do? And I called him up and I told him I loved him. I told him how, what I was proud about, what I, was, what I respected about him, and what made him such a great father. He started crying. I started crying. And when he cried, it gave me the thing I was looking for, that he actually cared. That he cared. That's what I was angry about. Deep down, after all the stuff, it was that he cared. He cared. And all of a sudden, here's what's crazy, Ben. I was eating very limited. I couldn't work out. I weighed nothing, skin and bones. I didn't fit my clothes, but I was happy. Why? I had a great relationship with my father. My mother and I were talking every every day. And we were talking about good stuff, not panicking about me dying. I was close with my sister. I had a better spiritual release. I decided that I was just going to believe in God. Why? Because it could only help me. 
I just decided to believe in a higher power. Deciding things that feel good, it just makes sense. It felt good. I decided to enjoy the music, get present. I had never been so present in my life. You know what it's like to be a successful entrepreneur. You're never present. You're always working a thousand miles an hour. It was the most, one of the most present times of my life when I was chronically sick. I read, I took care of plants, I went on walks, I sat in the sun, I gave myself time to think and contemplate life and have long conversations on the phone where I don't have to be somewhere. It was beautiful. Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself, this is the best thing I've ever tasted? If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised to make you think they're high quality are often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, but could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part? This may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about Wild Pastures Meat Delivery. They provide the highest quality meats from small, regenerative, family-run farms here in the United States that prioritize sustainability and animal welfare. Their beef is 100% grass-fed. Their pork and poultry are pasture-raised, something you won't find anywhere in the grocery store, resulting in meats that are not only healthier for you, but also better for the environment. One of the reasons why me and my fiance Natasha loves wild pastures is that we can opt out out of supporting harmful conventional farming practices and instead support small family-run farms without spending a fortune. And the convenience doesn't stop there. They offer delivery straight to your door so you can enjoy delicious, high-quality meats without even leaving your house. No matter where you are in the lower 48 states, Wild Pastures has got you covered. Not only is this the most convenient way to get your meat products, but wild pasture meats are better for you nutritionally and they're higher in the total nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, key fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and amino acids. And today, for keto campers, for a limited time, you can get 20% off every box plus free shipping for life and... $15 off your first box. This is a crazy deal, and I hope you take advantage of it. So make the switch to Wild Pastures today and save nearly $1,000 on your grocery bill while feeling healthier and enjoying the best-tasting meats of your life. All you need to do is go to the link in the podcast notes down below. Everything is already applied. All you got to do is click that link, customize your order, and you'll have some delicious, healthy-tasting meats very soon. Head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. I just want to unpack a little bit as you continue with your share, but it it reminds me of a lot of things. Number one, it started with taking ownership, responsibility is what you said. And it was a decision that you made. You made that decision one day. You said, I am responsible. And responsibility, I, I think... Dan, a lot of people don't even understand what that word means. And it essentially means it's your ability to respond to life. It's your ability to respond to circumstances, the things that are happening to you. And if you respond poorly, 
you are choosing to be the victim. And Tony Robbins always says there are no such thing as victims, only volunteers. So you are essentially volunteering to be the victim, right? Or you could choose to be the victor and start with taking action, start with doing some small things. And your mindset was, okay, I'm going to do the things that I know can't hurt me, only could help me. So cooking my own food, making my own food, praying, et cetera. And then what you also focused on was gratitude, what I call vitamin G, uh, the strongest supplement in the world. You started celebrating the small wins. You know, I didn't have blood for two weeks, although it came back. I'm not going to put my energy into it coming back. It's the two weeks that it was absent. That's a celebration. And in, yeah, exactly. High five, celebrate that. And what you appreciate started to appreciate and expand. Then you had more things to appreciate. So it was really a matter of, I, and you can tell me if I was wrong here, a matter of you changing the narrative and changing the story inside of your head. Your previous story you created was, God hated me. Uh, I don't know why this is happening to me. My dad doesn't support me or care about me. My mom's not doing enough for me. And it was this negative story, a stinking thinking story you created. And you said, I'm going to change the narrative. I'm going to create a story that's actually going to serve me. Is that exactly what you did in the beginning? That essentially is it. And that's hard to absorb because that has such a ripple effect. But you're right. Healing started in my mind. It started in my spirit. And that's essentially what it was. It was a spiritual shift and had a ripple effect because in that negativity I was living in before, that's where it drove me to more late nights, alcohol, relationships that didn't serve me or were toxic. It was toxic. I'd stay out till two in the morning and drinking. You know, I didn't do that a lot when I got really sick, but there were time, plenty of times because that's what we did socially. I just, I wasn't the leader of my life because I was numbing. I wasn't centered. I wasn't balanced. I had decided what my virtues were, what my values were, what, what I was going to allow myself to do and not be led to do. And so, yeah, that started with a spiritual shift in its mind. And if you look at the ripple effects of the things that are physically hurting you in your life, that's exactly right. It starts there. And then that creates a ripple effect catalyst everywhere. And it's kind of unbelievable how much it, it matters because it seems a little intangible as we talk about it today. I'm very aware that when I heard that when I was sick, it just seemed too intangible for me. I just like, eh, what, what am I going to do with that? That's how I felt. I have a question on be belief uh, and you having the belief. And I, I want to know at, at what point during your journey did you start to believe that you were going to overcome this? And, and before I, you answer that, the reason uh, I want to just line this up with the prerequisite there's a power in placebo, right? There's a, such a huge power in placebo. Uh, I talk about it a lot and I lecture on placebo versus nocebo. And a lot of people don't even understand where placebo started. It was back in the World War II where a doctor was working with the U.S. soldiers and they ran out of morphine. They couldn't stabilize the soldiers. One of the nurses gave him salt solution, saline solution, salt water. He thought he had morphine. So he transferred his belief telling the soldier, I'm giving you morphine, although it was salt water, and it stabilized them and saved their life. And then Harvard studied that. That's where the placebo effect started. And there's a lot of power to that. But then there's also power in doctors telling you or people in your life telling you, you can never heal from this. You need to be on this medication. You need to remove your colon or whatever it is. So I want to know both sides during your story. How powerful was the nocebo effect? And at what point did you develop more of the placebo belief that you can heal your body? Those are fantastic questions. I think if I was to put it in one sentence, when I knew. I could heal was when I felt in balance with a lifestyle that made me happy and healthy at the same time. Mm. Once I no longer needed toxic energy or toxic food or just toxic scenarios, I knew that I could keep myself safe and that I knew that I was just on the offensive food. I was on the offensive energy. I was on the offensive social. I was just more 
interest, everything changed. I was more interested in different things. I wasn't putting myself at risk. I had no interest. So what I'm saying is when I was happy with this new lifestyle. So a few things that might, might change, I think coin phrases might help. I do not to this day have a diet. I have a lifestyle that makes me happy and healthy. The people who use the word diet, it really essentially what they're saying is short-term imprisonment for some kind of common yeah. goal. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. When people say keto diet, I'm like, ah, it's really a metabolic process, not a diet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a way of living. The same with a vegan or a keto or whatever. It's just like, and it's your preferred way of living. Right. Vegans don't say they're on a diet. That's that right. doesn't say he's on a diet. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. This makes him happier and healthier at the same time. That is a lifestyle. Why would you change if it makes you happier and healthier? You only change because it makes you miserable or it doesn't make you healthy. Mm -hmm. So once I was happy and healthy at the same time with things that also, that, that served Crohn's and colitis, that served my gut, that served my physical performance, that served how I looked, like for all my girls out there who want to have good skin, flat stomachs, all of the girls you go out, it's like, oh, I'm bloated. I don't like this. I want to lose five pounds. I don't like my skin. I have to use too much cover up. That's all functional medicine. That's all found in food and detoxing and underlying infections and, and calming down the immune system reaction and cleaning your blood. The answer is internal. So here's what I noticed. Everything that I wanted, whether it was from a vanity side or it was from a health and safety side or from a production side of like business and energy and mental clarity or physical fitness or what I bring to the table in a marriage, what I was doing to heal Crohn's colitis made me better in every scenario. I started realizing crazy thing. I was single again and I started dating and I had a lot of fear. Like, man, I don't know if someone could accept me with Crohn's and colitis. Can they accept that I talk about poop or I, I have urgency problems or you know, all these things like if that'll happen. Can, will anyone accept me for that? Will she accept me? And I think there's a lot of people out there wondering that or the woman asking, will he accept me? And I started realizing that when I came into my happy and healthy power, the person next to me wasn't empathizing with my experience. They were inspired. They actually, you know what I hear a lot? You know, I should do that too. I should do that too. I want to do that too. All of a sudden I started realizing that normal people want to do it too. Because what's good for Crohn's and colitis is good for normal people because we're not aliens. <laughs> the gut is not an alien gut. It's a normal gut. If you empower yourself and you empower your digestion, your epithelial cell wall, your mucosal lining, your immune system, your microbiome diversity, to be strong and healthy, to fight Crohn's and colitis, that's, you're going to be healthier than the healthy people. I was, I was doing a testimony with one girl. She's been in my program for two years and she's, her husband's in the military. She's at home with her kids and she, and she hasn't had a symptom in nine months. And she says everyone around her always calls her when they need help with their health and they want to eat more like her and they're inspired by her. She's like the local inspirational person. And she knows so much about health now. She has such a superpower. That's awesome. Because of the pain of the disease. That she, so this either becomes the best thing that ever happened to you or the worst thing that ever happened to you. If you decide that you want to live a long life full of energy, mental clarity, valuing your personal health as one of the number one priorities in your life, and then surrounding yourself with people with a similar values, I am in full belief that this will become the best thing that ever happened to you. You will have a superpower for your children. You will have it for your, grandpa your grandparents, your own parents, your friends, their parents. You will always be a source of understanding what it's like to go through severe pain and disease and how to move out, how to take back your life, how to be self-empowered. And that's the most valuable thing on the planet. Oh, 100%, brother. 
Hey, Keto Camper, there's something that I do every single day to supercharge my mitochondria to help with inflammation and soreness from a workout, and that is the use of red light therapy. This is called photobiomodulation, and there's a ton of research that shows the benefits of near-infrared and red light therapy. The red light therapy that I use is from Bon Charge. I simply use it 10 to 20 minutes per day. It has both near-infrared and red light, and every single day when I use this, I feel ready to take on my day. So whether you're dealing with gut pain, joint inflammation, or you want to just supercharge your mitochondria, get your hands on a quality red light therapy device. And I highly recommend the one from Bon Charge. They hooked you all up for being a Keto Camp podcast listener with a 15% off coupon code. All you need to do, check out this product and all the wonderful products they have available is to go to bondcharge.com slash ketocamp and use the coupon code ketocamp at checkout to save 15% off your order. We will drop that link and coupon code in the podcast notes. Go check it out and let's get right back to this episode. You know, I want to bring up this because I know somebody's watching and listening and they're thinking, all right, you're talking about the mindset. Dane shared his story. He talked about the power of controlling your environment, choosing to be the victor, not the victim. This is a lot of mindset stuff, but what about the supplements? What about the diet? What about, you know, give me some of those other like low hanging fruit. Cause they, that's what typically what people want. Like, what would you say to that? Okay. I'm going to give you as much as I can right now to help change your life guys. So let's do it. And I'm hoping I'm reading right now what you want and what you need. And I'm going to move forward. So number but, one, but wait, before, before that, I want, okay. I just want you to emphasize how important it is to start with the mindset though. And then you get to these different things. Yeah. Yeah. And we both know it. You have to, healing starts in the mind. That's number one. The first that's, thing you're going to look at, you got to get the mind right because that's why you shared that. Yes, exactly. And that's why we could literally spend two or three hours. And I'm going to tell you right now, even if you were working with me or with anyone in six months or eight months, you're going to realize that the mind becomes more and more and more of a topic in your journey. Yes. Okay. So you might be thinking right now, Dane, you're absolutely right. Or you're someone who's saying, whatever, give me the, give me the hack, Yeah. right? Give me the hack. So let's talk about some of the things that we've learned around it. So number one is the way you eat has to be the way you want to eat. Okay. We're able to get massive success with vegans, paleo, AIP, all of it, because we follow where the person is. The thing you're going to want from food, there's two things you want from food I want you to write down. Okay. This is how you get it simplified. You're going to want to reduce inflammatory response. A certain person might get an inflammatory response from undigested kale in their bowel, or a person might have a problem not being able to absorb the iron in red meat and have more of a reaction with red meat or not be able to poop properly. It doesn't mean that either one is bad. It just might not be the strategic choice for you in the chess match of healing. So the number one thing you're going to want is ask yourself, does this food cause an inflammatory response? Okay. So an example, I might have someone who has kanji, which is white rice with no nutrition and tons of carbohydrates and no fiber. And we could right now, me and Ben could destroy white rice on all of its value. And, and, but yet you might do better than with that than other healthy foods because your body doesn't have an inflammatory response to it. What we have to do is calm down the inflammatory response. You have inflammatory bowel disease. Food is causing inflammatory response. We have to mitigate that immediately. The way we eat just cannot cause an inflammatory response. That's number one. Now you might be chronically inflamed because of other root issues. Food is just one segment. Okay. So food's not going to heal you or cure you or do everything. It's just one segment in the engine. Okay. So, and if we're going to look at food and then we're going to put it aside. Okay. So this is what I want from you with food. Does that food cause an inflammatory response? And number two, is the nutrients bioavailable? One of the biggest problems with Crohn's and colitis is you're losing weight, you become anemic, you're dehydrated because you cannot 
absorb it. Your gut is injured. It cannot absorb. Your colon is inflamed. You can't get the water. You can't get the iron. You can't get the electrolytes. That's why you're getting dizzy. That's why you're having 15 bowel movements back to back to back and you can't have a complete bowel movement. And that's why the colon is so dangerous. I got so sick and almost died because my colon got very inflamed. The colon is where it gets very, very dangerous. Okay. So we need to make sure that that and make sure it's digestible. If you have undigested meat fibers or plant fibers hitting your colon, that's going to cause problems. So if you're seeing undigested food in your stool, there's a huge answer right there that we need to change the way you're eating. So it's really simple, simple takeaway I want with food. Okay. And I know everyone eats different. So you realize I'm saying this blanketed right now. I want you to not eat it unless you can squish it. Don't eat it unless you can squish it. No seeds, no skins. Okay. No seeds, no skins. Can't, if you can't squish it, don't eat it. Why? Because that's what we would give to a baby. A 15-month-old baby doesn't have Crohn's and colitis, but their gut is not ready for those fibrous, dense foods. So if you have an injured gut, get yourself some crutches, with metaphorically speaking, and start eating things that are more bioavailable, going to give you more bowel rest. And that's why a lot of times people do well with shakes. You'll see online like, oh, take the shake, do a liquid diet. It's just about reducing the inflammatory response and increasing nutrient absorption. And we might argue whether it needs to be pea-based or whey isolate, grass-fed, is it A1, whatever, all that stuff, right? But we need to stop looking at arguing about the technical stuff and just make sure we're doing the obvious stuff more consistently. Like whether you're vegan or you're meat eater, it doesn't matter yet. What matters is you're getting rid of the inflammatory substances we all can agree on. So let's focus on what we all agree on first. Okay, so get rid of that stuff. One of the best ways to do it and make sure you're eating quality, and if you want to see the variables of what food you do well with, try just eating only what you cook and you prepare for seven days straight. You're going to use your divine ability of intuition to understand how you feel when you prepare it. If you're constantly getting it done at a restaurant, you don't really know what's going on. You don't really know the quality. I had a client I was working with for a year and a half, and he was like 90% symptom-free, but he kept getting a little issues. We checked his lab work, and his gliadin, his anti-gliadin IgA, which is an intolerance to gluten, was sky high. And I'm like, have you been eating gluten, man? You know we, we, we don't want the gluten because of all the science and everything it does. He goes, no. He comes back a week later. He goes, Dane, I've been ordering this burger at this restaurant for a year, and they're putting gluten in it, and I had no uh. idea. They were it was breading a, it. Oh. oh, bread, exactly. And you know, yeah. it's just like these restaurants, man, it's brutal. Yeah. And so that was one of the big things causing leaky gut, damaging his gut lining, keeping his calprotectin high. I'm gonna teach you all these fancy words as we go, okay? So number one, let's simplify food, okay? So if you can't, no matter what you're eating, the cardinal rule, everyone makes this huge mistake. This is a huge aha moment. I was told over and over again with debating whether this food was good or this food is bad. And that's what every main diet's saying. This food's good, this food's bad. Don't do this. Get rid of the lectins. Get rid of the phylic acid. Get rid of the polysaccharides. Get rid of the, the, the red meat. It causes colon cancer. All these different theories. Forget all that, okay? You've got to make sure the number one cardinal rule is how the food is prepared. It's not whether a food is good or bad. It's the manner at which it's prepared. Meaning if I go to a baby and I give that baby a raw apple, I could say, look, the food philosophy, that's what I call it, food philosophy, how you're going to eliminate a diet. I'll show you how to do that. So I have no diet. I'm going to teach you food philosophy so you can assess the risk of any food at any time for you and you can just live your life free and you can do whatever you want and I'll teach you how to assess it, okay? You're gonna be completely free. I'm all about the mind games here. I'm gonna teach you how to be free. We don't cheat, we celebrate in the program, by the way. There's no cheating, okay? And if you celebrate, you learn. And if it goes good, great. If it doesn't, you learn, you grow, okay? That's how we're gonna get rid of this trauma, this idea of a diet and restrictive eating. I have no diet, but I eat very specific. I'm sure with Ben. Ben, do you have a diet? Not at all. Do you eat specific? I do and it's a lifestyle, baby. And are you happy you're doing it? I am happy and healthy. 
Me too. Digital high five. <laughs> me and him, if I met him at a party, me and him would be going to town. We wouldn't want to talk to anyone else. We'd be talking. All, we'd be just so excited because we've uncovered happiness and health at the same time. So see that. You can do what Ben's doing. You can get there where you're happy. You're happy you're doing this. If Ben goes against how he likes to eat, it makes him, it makes him sad. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like how he feels. It goes against his values. He's not interested in it. Me neither. But he doesn't have a diet. So that's what I call food philosophy to assess the risk of any, any given meal at any given time based on where you are. I might choose something in this moment, but a month later, based on stress or environment or internal systems, I might say no a month later. Just like a normal, responsible adult. Right. Do you want the cupcake? Nope. Do you want a cupcake two weeks later at a party? Sure. <laughs> you just choose. That's what everyone else does. So now we're just like everybody else. We need to just be normal again. So we need a mindset that does it. So food's going to help with that. So if you're cooking your own food and you're assessing the risk, then start taking notes and journaling on how you do with different foods. If you're not sure if you're going to be keto or you're going to be um, AIP or you're going to be, you know, kind of a mixture, or you're going to be vegan or you're going to, you know, whatever you're going to do, start trying different meals. A big thing I learned is that you don't have to be straight one diet for two weeks straight to assess it. You can actually have a different style of diet each meal and have a great intuition on it. Meaning if I have a fruit, a fruit meal in the morning and I have a paleo base for dinner and then I have more of a vegan based meal at dinner, I'll intuitively feel each one for three days straight and have more of an idea of which one I want to focus on if I want to get more particular. And that's what we do. We, a lot of times in the program, I'm going to build different recipes for you and then have you do them and then report back to me. And then it will tell me, give me the data I need on what works best for you, what you intuitively like the best. Because if you're not happy doing it, forget it. You can read all the science you want about vegan or paleo or any of that. If your body's not connecting with it, if you're not happy with it, we need to go back and talk about what's, what's going on in your life and what do you want. So a lot of times you tell me how you want to eat from the earth, not packaged stuff, from the earth. What do you like to eat from the earth? If we were living on a farm, what would you want to eat? And then we work, we work back from there. Okay? It makes sense. Right? It's totally free. I mean, I think a normal person would be interested. I have people out there going, hey, man, I, I want this and I don't have Crohn's, right? I don't even have these diseases and I need this. I want to be happy with, with my values and my systems and how I eat and how I serve my body. So that's diet. Now, supplements. Here's the thing with supplements you need to know. We're all sleeping on getting absolute quality supplements and we don't know how to get them. The FDA does not control what's in a capsule, okay? They only control the, the writing on the capsule bottle. No one's regulating what's in an in a, in a actual capsule. I would highly recommend that you get professional grade products from a doctor or a clinic, or you find the companies that are family owned and make professional products with third-party certificate of analysis. And they have clinical data arguing the dose they use, where they grab the ingredients from, and how they mixed it with other products to have that product do something specific. For instance, I use CO2 extracted fish oil for mackerel sardines. That's it. Because the CO2 extraction works better to keep the quality of the omega-3 index where I think more distilled can cause more rancid type of omega-3s. And honestly, I'd rather get my omega-3 from food, but if I'm going to use a fish oil, I use a CO2 extract fish oil. I use Body Bio. Love them. Family owned. So one of the things, every company I use, every supplement I use, I've spent years becoming a master of supplements. I only work with family owned companies so I can hit up the CEOs. What are we doing? 
I, I, have, I have very strong relationships with them. I work with companies that specialize in specific things. So I only work with one specific type of probiotic company, one specific company to do like BodyBio, I'll use their liposomal PC, I'll use their fish oil, I'll use their Tudka, very specific, Cellcore, I'll use their Parasite Cleanse. Like I'm very, I look at everyone and I know the companies, I know what they do. And I do the digging because through all that pain, guys realize that trust and integrity cannot be sold for me. I will never sell trust and integrity. There's not enough money on the planet and I don't need money enough. I don't need it enough. It doesn't have that kind of power over me. I'm just, I'm morals over money. I was talking to my mother about this this morning. We've got to create an environment in our world where it's morals over money. You've got to, and we need leaders who are doing that. So if I'm going to serve you and help you and, and we're going to partner up, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure you get symptom free of Crohn's colitis because it's going to be a win-win. Because my company hasn't grown because I have great marketing. My company has grown because we have over a 90% success rate and people talk about us 24-7. That's fantastic. I have terrible marketing. <laughs> I have really, I just literally started building marketing out like eight months ago and it's an eight-year-old company. Wow. And we grew by 100% last year and we grew by 65% this year. That's wonderful, bro. Yeah, that's a testament to the lives you're changing. It works. 90% success rate. That is, that is phenomenal. That's incredible. And let me clear on that in the 90%. If you come and you do the work, 90% of our clients in three months are going to see a minimum of 60% symptom relief. Yeah, it's fantastic. Now we also, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like how many companies are doing that? You know, like we don't, we're not just marketing. Like I saw, I'm sure you bought programs and stuff. I bought a lot of programs out there where it's like inside is not nearly as good as outside. Like the marketing, the copy and the way they pronounce and do all this is great. But when I get in, I'm just kind of a number and I just kind of, I get like one call. Like in our program, you get a private coach on not a scalable company. So if you want to build integrity, like I can't even, if you have hundred people sign up for my program, I have to shut my doors. I almost had to shut my doors in January. We had so many people come and say, Hey, I want to do this with you because we built that trust and integrity. I, I'm not scalable yet. I want to be, I will be, but I'm not willing to give up impact for money. If I'm bringing on these people and I know I need to do these things to get the results with them, I'm sorry, I'm not ready to take on more people yet. My company will be eventually and I'll continue to reinvest. As a leader and a CEO of a company, I need to do that. And I think one of the ingredients of why I'm doing that is because I suffered. My family didn't have a lot of money and spent a lot of money and we didn't get results. And I'm to blame in that too. It's not those, all those natural doctors and conventional doctors. I work with tons of different NDs and natural and, and conventional everyone. It wasn't their fault. I wasn't ready yet too. I didn't take responsibility for my health. I wasn't there. I got results when I got my mind right. So remember that because you know, me and Ben were just talking about that. So you're going to get a private coach. Your coach has Crohn's and Claudius yourself. You know, I built my company based on what I needed. I never met anyone who had actually taken back their life from Crohn's Claudius and gotten happy and got rid of their symptoms. I never met anyone. I felt so alone. Your coach has the disease. They've reversed it. They're living their life. They're traveling. They're eating at restaurants. They go to the bathroom twice a day. Their calprotectin's normal. <laughs> Are their lives perfect? Do they have little speed bumps? We call speed bumps. Like if something happens, I get bloating, maybe I saw a little mucus, I got a little loose tool. That's okay. And emotionally, we're eventually gonna have the conversation, is a symptom mean you're flaring? Or is it just a symptom? Because Ben, you and your best buddy walk into a bar. He's got Crohn's, you don't. You both have a, a, keto, a keto meal with, with a keto fries or whatever. You do it and you go home. You both get a little cramping, gas, bloating, and you don't have that great of a bowel movement. You go, eh, must have been stressed, must have been something I ate, must have been the restaurant. Your buddy goes, oh my God, I'm flaring. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Same symptoms, same meal. One person's having a panic attack because they're flaring. Flaring is just something sick people say. Normal people don't say flaring. Yeah, that's right. Perfect example, yeah. 
you know, it's another tidbit. Eventually, do we want to just have reactions instead of flares? Ben, do you ever have reactions in your body? All the, I mean, yeah, it happens often. Uh, well, not Me often, too. but it happened from time to time. And it, yeah. it's not, I don't freak out. It's, I just know, okay, what did I do? What did I eat? Let's make a change here. And it's cool. You get reactions. Me too. I get reactions in my body all the time. I might have a little loose stool. That's okay. I might get a little bloating and gas. That's okay. I'm releasing the trauma of a symptom, meaning that I'm flaring or I'm chronically sick. And I'm also accountable because I'm checking my own labs. I, so another thing, I'm going to make sure you could, we can interpret and get all the labs you need at your doorstep. I had no way of getting labs. I had no access. I built a system, okay, that we can get you licensed, high, the best functional labs in the world, genetic stool tests, organic acid tests, mycotoxin tests, viral load panels, looking at IgA, IgM, IgG, heavy metal analysis, hair, urine, blood, all of it. I can interpret all of it for you. I could do it all from your home. I could even do it. Like my, one of my private clients that I work with, I do a small amount of private coaching still. He's in Dubai. I'm checking his stool analysis from Dubai. That's one of the things I'm always thinking, how can I build a system where we have access and then community, our community, you can talk with anyone in the program. You ever join a program where you don't, you can't even talk to other people who've joined? That's common. They like control it. They police your ability to say, hey, is this working for you? Guess what? When you join a program, you can talk to everyone. You can DM them. You can see what they're saying. You can see the results. You can talk to anyone. Why? Because I'm not, I'm not, I have nothing to hide. I love it, bro. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm being led by integrity and trust. And then financially, I save my money. I don't buy a bunch of crazy stuff so that I can't be bought so easily. I want to build a life that's happy and healthy. And I want to realize where money serves and where it doesn't. And it makes me feel good when you get great results. I was in your shoes. Why would I want, why would I want to create an environment where you're saying this was the worst decision? This was a scam. This didn't work. I, I don't want, I want like, keep your money. Yeah, you've been there. You've been, so your program is called the, it's called the shield program. And we're going to, we're going to drop a link down below for those who want to learn more about it. If you're watching on YouTube, we put the link down below, a podcast down below. Yeah. Click a link below and check it out. And let's, and let's, I want to give a few more nugget aha moments because this is really not just like a, a, a pitch here. I want to really help continue to change your life. Share it, share the nuggets, my bro. Okay. So, but one thing about the shield program, when you click the link below, we're going to schedule a free session with an IBD specialist. So we want to put our best foot forward with you. There's no cost. We just want to get on the phone, get on the phone for 45 minutes an hour, hear about your case, hear what you tried, strategize out with you, do the game plan, go over everything you've done and make sure that this is a good fit. We need to have integrity together. You guys are dealing with clouds and you're not sure what's a scam and what's going to work and what's not. And you need to be able to get on the phone and say, talk to me. And I'm going to get you on the phone with someone who has Crohn's and Clytus themselves and specializes in this and is passionate about this because everyone who works for me is passionate about this. And that's what makes us successful. We don't have a high turnover rate in our team because everyone has Crohn's and Clytus. We're all unified and not only helping others and making, uh, making careers out of it, but finding more and more closer to the idea of never worrying about it again. You could call that cure. You could call that never worrying it about again. Like never worrying about it again. It's less, uh, it's less aggressive, yeah, right? Yeah. Like getting to a point where we don't worry about it anymore. What if you don't have to check your bowel wounds anymore? What if you just go to a restaurant and you never even think about a bathroom? What if we can get rid of this nightmare? I haven't taken a drug in eight years at no surgeries. I don't have any major symptoms. I might have a little bit of this or that here and there, but nothing major. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, yeah. I work out all the time. I go for runs. I don't worry about a bathroom. I'm, my wife's pregnant with our second child. Oh, wonderful. Congratulations, bro. That's amazing. Thank you. We got two sons uh, coming. I found out four wow, days ago. that's amazing. So, dude, I'm so happy, man. It's crazy. I never thought I had two boys, but I, Coach Dane is coming in now. I'm going to be uh, <laughs> baseball, all that. So let me see if I can give a few more nuggets for everyone. First of all, thank you so much for the, listening this long. Thank you for 
listening to Ben's podcast and being here. I really appreciate it. I hope that we continue to get more aha moments and I hope that this has been a life-changing conversation for you. I want to give you a few more nuggets. So supplements, the quality is going to be so important, especially with probiotics. Stop spending money on probiotics. They really don't work. Do some research on Natrin. That's the company that I'm working with. You can check it out on the ibdshop.com if you want, but do your own research and see that. So supplements, probiotics are something great to start with, but you're going to want one single strain. You want to microdose each single strain. If your body's not ready, you're going to get a, what's called a Herxheimer reaction. So your body's going to freak out if you take something like a lactobacillus strain and you're not ready. So if you're dealing with dysbiosis or a lot of SIBO, small intestine bacteria overgrowth, you're probably going to hurt and not feel that great on a multitude of probiotics, or they're just going to be a waste of your money because making a good probiotic is kind of like rocket science. It's not nearly as easy as people say, and you need to buy really good quality stuff. So I want single strain. I want to microdose each strain, starting with the bifidobacterium, which is not found in the yogurts and the kefirs. And that's predominantly the kefirs is lactobacillus. So be careful with that. So if you're taking probiotics and you're like, oh, I'm getting bloated, gassy, and crampy, that's a sign that you're getting a Herx because of the SIBO. All right? So digestion. One of the biggest problems with IBD is that we have low stomach acid. When you have low stomach acid, you're going to be more susceptible to bacterial load, to candida, to to SIBO, to H. pylori, to parasites. So we got to get your stomach acid up. That's also going to help with your food uh, adversities, meaning you're going to handle more variety of food if we get your stomach acid. So you want to make sure that maybe you're taking a good digestive enzyme that has pancreatic enzymes, maybe some ox bile. Ox bile is going to help you break down fats. A lot of people with IBD, their gallbladder is not working. You're not creating enough bile production. That's a huge issue with keto. Huge yeah, underlying issue. I can't handle- liver. Yeah. Liver, the, the bile production, you need bile salts. I would look and research Tudka, T-U-D-C-A, and uh, I would make sure you're getting a little bit of ox bile. Tudka is revolutionary. I was talking with a client this morning. She goes, that Tudka is changing my life. And she's had UC for 15 years. And She's symptom-free right now. I've been working with her for four months. Not a symptom at all, okay? Wow. And we put out a testimony once a week of reversing someone's Crohn's colitis. We see about 120 Crohn's colitis patients a week, my team, a week. All Crohn's colitis, it's all we do. So that's another thing that's special about the integrity. Like, it's all we do. We have the disease, it's all we treat. And we do it every single day. <laughs> and we, then we trade, and how's this client doing? How's this client doing? And we continue to refine our plan. Our train's moving 100 miles an hour. It's not some system that's stagnant. We're constantly adding and changing and moving. Like right now, we're looking at stem cells. We're doing more deeper stuff on parasite cleanse. We're doing deeper stuff on Sears chronic inflammation, um, a Sears chronic inflammatory response syndrome. We're doing more with mold. We're doing more with heavy metal analysis, the potential connection of viruses. Like I just did two viral load panels in Germany with a doctor I'm connected with. That's another thing. Virus might be one of the reasons you're getting sick. One of them tested positive for active local mucosa infection of Epstein-Barr virus. And then I personally, one of my root causes, was cytomegalovirus. That's right. And yeah. that's why I was dying. Yeah. No one could figure it out. Why are the prednisone not working? Not the antibiotics. Because I had this active CMV that a doctor in Florida found in one of the one of the looks in my colonoscopy. He did like 20 samples, three different colonoscopies over the years, and none of them found him except one sample. My mom calls him and he says, I think it's the CMV. You got to get him on antivirals. That's why I went on chemotherapy and that's how it saved my life. Because they couldn't figure out why I was going, I was just getting worse and worse and worse. To this day, I know I've got to boost my immune system and I've got to check viral load shedding. And if I take antibiotics, anything that destroys your microbiome will cause more viral load shedding. So if you just took antibiotics and your gut's going crazy, it might be because it's just released some underlying system that your your immune system cannot protect because the microbiome diversity and the immune system go hand in hand. Ah, that's why we're taking vitamin D and probiotics and all this stuff to try to reduce COVID and all these other issues. And an IgA interaction, like the doctors are only checking for EBV, they're only checking IgM and IgG. They're missing the most most important valuable antibody test, the IgA. 
The IgA is a loca mucosa infection. If your local mucosa membrane in your colon is freaking out and you don't know why and diet doesn't mean to be a thing, it might be the virus. So we need to check on that. So that's another big one. So like you're going to want authentic products, but you need a strategy. What is the root cause? What are the problems? Things I want you to look at. Digestion, as I said, underlying infection. The ones that we see cause a real extreme symptoms that we need to deal with immediately is usually fungal. So mold, yeast, candida. And, the, and that's where keto can be really helpful because getting rid of the sugars can suppress that. Um, number two is going to be viral load, uncut viral load. And Ben, if you ever want to look at this more for your followers, I can deep dive with you all, offline or we can talk about it another time too. I was talking with this uh, medical doctor who specializes in this and I said, out of all the Americans, how many do you think have some form of this virus, Epstein-Barr, Cytomegavirus, Coxsackie, varicella, all of these? He said 95% of, of people at this point have it in their system, 95, 98%. Wow. And so I said, okay, the difference between someone reacting to it or not reacting is the same as COVID. So our immune system can get weak and then the body could become more allergic or reactive to that virus. So it's kind of like almost luck of the draw. Some of us are asymptomatic. Some of us are in a hospital or some of us are getting bleeding colons or some of us are getting headaches or some of us are getting rheumatoid arthritis. He goes, exactly. Why, why are we all waking up with autoimmune diseases? They didn't even exist before the 1950s. And why are we reactive to the viruses? Do these viruses just pop up and become into existence 70 years ago? Or were they here earlier? Yeah, they were. Before. Our bodies are getting yeah. weaker. Our immune system's getting weaker. Our microbiome's getting weaker. I mean, your grandfather ate from a farm, Ben. Everyone else is eating from a package. It's not even real food. The air quality, the water quality, the food quality. Like all of it, the, the, the EMF waves, like it's just a huge bombard. So that's where me and you have also changed. Where everyone listening, struggling with this, realized that Ben wasn't perfect. I wasn't perfect. We changed at a spiritual level to realize this is just a better life. And every single way, I'm just happier. I feel more confident in a relationship. I feel more confident when I look in the mirror. I feel like I'm more likely to live to 120. I feel like I have something to give to a conversation. I better know my values. I know what I stand for. Where's the downside? No, it's just it's just an, an inspiring story. And it gives those who are going through something similar. And it doesn't have to be what you dealt with. It could be something else. It could be some other condition. You mentioned that arthritis, MS, whatever it is. It gives them hope. It really does. And the body is incredible. The body was built to be self-healing. There's nothing external that could replace the innate intelligence that we have. What you have explained are brilliant ways to identify the interference. And you've listed several of those things. Now we work on removing the interference. And if you want to learn more about how they could work with you to identify these interferences, remove them so you could go into reversal, remission, and get your life back like Dane got his life back, then go check out the program. Go check out the link. We're going to put it down below. It's just such an inspiring story. I love it because it gives people hope when you went to the best of the best, spent so much money, and they didn't get to the cause. They didn't talk about the innate intelligence, I'm guessing. They didn't tell you you could put this thing in remission for good. They told you we need to remove the colon or whatever it was, get on these meds. So you took action. You took ownership, bro, and it's inspiring, and I love it, man. So yeah, congratulations to you. I have one final question, though. Yeah. Unless you had anything else you wanted to share before that, I get the final question. Well, I did want to take some responsibility in the past. It was, I, I have to own that some of that of not working in the past was on me. That was on me. And then the last thing I want to share with everybody is if I was sick again right now, and I didn't have the 10 or 12 years of over 10,000 hours of work on what I've done, well over 10,000, 
what I would do right now, I would get a part of some kind of, because the internet's changed the game. I'll get part of some, some IBD community. I would join immediately. I would get coaching immediately because it's going to take my opportunity cost way down. I'm going to get empowered way quicker. And I would want to be around other people who are trying to do what I'm doing. If I'm locked in a room, I want to be locked in there with 30 people, not by myself. So the number one thing I would do, and it doesn't have to be, if, if there's another program that you think is better and fits your needs better, please join their program. Pay them, okay? If there's an ND, it doesn't matter, okay? The biggest thing, heart to heart, okay, I can give you, get in a community, get access, be around other people with the same mission, start learning from each other and start building a unique customized solution to you. And it's going to not only get you back your life, but you're going to build a superpower that the world needs and your future children need or your current children need and your family and everyone you love, you'll be able to help them when you help yourself. I love you. You can do this. Go ahead, Ben. Amen, brother. Well said. The final question is about gratitude. I I mentioned, uh, I call it vitamin G because it's just so powerful. So I want to ask you what you're grateful for today, Dane. Honestly, in this moment, the first thing that comes to mind is I'm grateful for you for having me on because this is you, you built this, this is your community and you are trusting me to come on and share and open up and listen. So I'd say, Ben, I'm grateful for you to say, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to build something myself and I'm going to put a message out there into the world and I'm going to do something because I want to know you more. I want to be, I'm already more interested in you because you're that kind of person that has the same kind of mindset that I have. And so I'm grateful that we're able to meet and do this today. I'm grateful for also anyone who's still listening right now, because that just shows your dedication. That still shows where you are. And that's the most important ingredient to your success. Don't forget it. I'm grateful for my wife being healthy right now and and our baby being healthy. There's no problems right now. I'm grateful that my my three-year-old son has no signs of Crohn's and colitis. I'm grateful right now that my gut feels great. I'm grateful. I've been intermittent fasting. It's 2.30. I've yet to eat because I'm so excited. So I definitely have to go eat and break the fast here soon. <laughs> um, but I intermittent fast not because of Crohn's class. I do it because I want to do it. So just for everyone there, you don't need to do IF in the beginning. Don't worry about that right now. Okay. If, if you do want to do it and you're ready for this and this podcast has helped you do it, then do it. Yes. hundred uh, percent. It's fantastic. And then I'd say the last thing I'm grateful for is I'm grateful for my life and I'm grateful to be alive. And I'm grateful for this beautiful day and this summer. It's now almost one month in the summer. Something I've been trying to do this summer. You know how the summer always passes you by? Well, I'm like, I'm going to know the day. Like it's July 20th. The first day of summer is June 21st. So we're one day away from one month into the summer. There's 92 days in the summer. So we are just about 30% done with the summer today. I just want to be present with that. Yeah. And I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for our community and all the good minds who have helped me. And, and, uh, cause I didn't do all this myself. A lot of things to be grateful for. Yeah. I love that vitamin G uh, rampage right there, Dane. Now, I'm grateful for you. Thank you for sharing so authentically. And you've been through a lot. It's not easy to share some embarrassing stories that you had to deal with. But the fact that you shared it, you did it because you know it'll help people. And you focus more on that versus feeling embarrassed. It's part of your journey. And it's it's so empowering for people to hear that and hear how you overcame that because it gives them permission to do the same. Like Roger Bannister, who broke that four-minute mile, as soon as he broke it, even though they said it was impossible, but as soon as he broke it, weeks later, dozens of people started to break that because he gave them permission. So you're giving people permission 
to overcome IBD, to overcome their condition. So thank you, brother. I appreciate you. And I look forward to doing round two because there's so much more we could still cover. So thank you for coming on the show. Thanks to Aaron for bringing you here too. Thank you so much. God bless. I hope you enjoyed that really inspiring conversation with Dane. You can tell he is so passionate. He has a huge heart and a huge mission. Please consider sharing this with somebody you know who's dealing with IBD, IBS symptoms. Copy and paste the link, text it to them. Go watch the YouTube version of this interview. All of our podcast interviews could be found video format on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash ketocamp. If you want to learn more about his SHIELD program, we're going to drop a link for that down below in the podcast notes. Go check it out. Text it to somebody who you feel is going to benefit from that and go check them out on his social media, et cetera. We'll put everything down below in the podcast notes. Please consider leaving the show a rating and review as well if you haven't done so already. And I want to thank you for spending part of your day with Dane and myself. We are super grateful. We've got a lot of vitamin G gratitude for you. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.